This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Fairfield County Business Journal. Here's your host, Phil Hall. Hello and welcome to this edition of Westfair Business Buzz. I am Phil Hall, Senior Enterprise Editor at Westfair Communications. And my guest on today's episode is Robin Kohlner. She is founder and CEO of Digistar Media, an award-winning marketing firm based in Harrison. Robin, thanks for joining us on today's broadcast. My pleasure. Well, Robin, the economies both in New York and Connecticut and for the rest of the country are in the process of reopening slowly. Uh, what should companies be doing in terms of their marketing strategy as they re-enter a reopened and somewhat pandemic-damaged environment? It's a perfect time for companies to engage with their customers and with the public. Everyone's been confused as to what the next steps are, and some people aren't aware of what businesses are going to reopen and which ones are not. And I don't mean just the phased-in approach. I mean which, which businesses have decided not to reopen ever again. And so it's critical that the first step is to make the public aware that you're there and you're there for them. So that's engaging customers, and that's going back to good old-fashioned telephone and email, because that's one of the best ways to let everybody know that you're that you're what you're planning on doing, that it's safe to do business with you, and that your employees and people who have already used your services are happy with the safety measures that you've implemented. I had an opportunity to check out what's going on in Connecticut last week. And I was thrilled to see some incredibly creative solutions that were happening along all the merchants and the restaurants on the, you know, the main streets in some of the big cities in Connecticut. And that's something that everyone can get excited about because most of us are a little tentative, we're scared, and the best way to combat that is to come out in these digital channels and explain to people and demonstrate to them how you're going to be able to make it a good experience for them. Well, it's interesting that you had said uh, telephone because a lot of uh, marketers, at least those that I'm dealing with, usually contact me either by email or text or no, the text direct is message. The, yes. But yeah, I mean, uh, what is the, uh, the value of uh, just picking up the phone and calling and putting a voice to your pitch? So a lot of us are calling merchants, by the way, especially if there were people that we wanted to have drop off things to us or to deliver things to us or, you know, whether it's pharmacies or, or hair salons, et cetera. And that is by phone, <laughs> the good old fashioned phone. Yes, we're texting, of course, and messaging. So here's an opportunity to check in, not to sell, but to tell people that you're there for them. And you're going to come up with a solution that for something that they're looking for. And that's, that's really critical. It's funny because I know that all of us are going to be remembering 2020 as the year of COVID-19. It will also be, from a marketing perspective, the year of the customer. And this is when businesses of all types are really putting their headset on saying, how can I best align what I have to offer with what customers really need right this minute. One thing I'm sort of afraid of in this environment is that a lot of companies uh, that have outside marketing and PR and advertising agencies 
might consider dropping them. I recall past recessions when things got sour, the, uh, the outside agencies were usually the first to go. Um, I think that you're going to find a shifting of priorities on a temporary basis because people do have to realign their resources. So uh, I, what I try to do is help companies do that, uh, regardless of what their resource level may be. And I often do that on a one-on-one -on -one coaching basis to be able to help them do not do that tone-deaf marketing, but to actually remember how to put the public-facing image on correctly and have that communication strategy work for them. So there are ways to, to be able to continue to work with agencies on a different or slightly reduced level. How does one stand out from the digital clutter that's been taking place ever since the pandemic took root? It seems that I, a day doesn't go by where I don't get at least five invitations for webinars and various Zoom meetings. And of course, everybody's doing Facebook Live now, and they're all over the place on the other platforms. What's the best marketing strategy for standing out in this uh, digital pollution? So I, I, <laughs> I don't like to look at the digital as pollution. I like to showcase the fact that when a lot of these channels were first rolled out, the promise was the building of community. And we're back in that era right now. And so the brands and the businesses, large and small, that are able to really stand out are the ones that have been customer-centric in their messaging, have included user-generated content. That's what their customers and clients might be interested in, 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 in sharing with them. And learning how to use video, even if it's homegrown on your smartphone, to be able to communicate more directly with customers and prospects, and to also have a reason to congregate as a community. Uh, so I'm going to give you an example, and this is a large company, uh, Chipotle. They knew that people were not able to go out right away for lunch and that people might be missing that experience. And so they actually created a hashtag called Chipotle Together and a Zoom link that was public. And they said, anybody that feels like having lunch with somebody and not be alone, join us. They didn't make any money on that, but boy, did they get a lot of earned media attention. <laughs> In your opinion, which is going to be the uh, more difficult marketing challenge in the weeks to come? Is it going to be B2B marketing or B2C marketing? B2C marketing is feeling the sensitivity a little bit more because of people's uh, concerns over the economic fallout. Many people aren't sure when and if they will be returning to certain jobs. And so their spending habits have changed dramatically. And merchants aren't exactly sure whether people are comfortable spending money and whether they need to jump head and feet first into a promotional battle, so to speak, where they're offering things for a significant discount. Uh, when it comes to service providers in the B2B sectors, those relationships are, are structured differently, and the advice that's being given to clients is critical and has been all along, and those you might have gotten some invitations for those type of webinars because valuable content will always be respected and always be welcomed by customers in all of these channels. So I think that the B2C world is, is going to be navigating it a little bit gingerly and hopefully communicating with empathy, we'll call it. 
One aspect of the marketing world that has really suffered during the past couple of months has been event marketing, uh, which doesn't necessarily translate well into the digital sphere. Or, or maybe I'm mistaken. Have you seen examples of event marketing held in the virtual realm that actually is better than what you would see at a trade show or a business conference? I have, and it's not in my space, in the marketing space, you can imagine they all went for digital and they went very quickly that way. And so I was um, actually listening to a panel discussion that AdAge was running where they had a senior executive from Adobe and they, Adobe is a, an enormous software platform company, data company, and they run two in, enormous conferences every year. And they decided to hold the most recent one online. And when they usually get 30,000 participants, this year they had 100,000. So that really demonstrates that people are anxious to participate in these kind of conferences. Now, the difference is that usually you have networking that goes on uh, and people don't really go to hear the speakers <laughs> as much. In this case, you're going to have to have a virtual exhibit hall, which, they, uh, which can be done. And you're going to have, I think, more people paying attention to some of the, the content providers and the speaking panels. What are some of the uh, requests that you're getting from your clients for the weeks ahead? Are there particular vehicles and themes that they are asking you to uh, craft a marketing strategy for? Social media. Everybody's calling me about social media. I think that a lot of companies took it for granted or outsourced it to, uh, a, uh, we'll call it a relative or a nephew or something of that sort. And they weren't really paying attention to the power of it. And now they're recognizing that social media usage is up 43% and that a lot of these community channels, as you mentioned, live streaming, Facebook watch parties, some of these um, uh, other types of groups that they're now having, meeting rooms that, that, are, that, that Facebook rolled out, are very powerful vehicles for people to stay connected and feel like they're actually in the community. And these represent great opportunities for businesses. Uh, they also need to understand how to really leverage the platforms in a way that they'll get more attention. Yeah, certainly there's a paid side to that, there are some techniques that I'm able to share with clients as to how to get more organic reach, especially during this particular time. And interestingly enough, Phil, the, um, and I know everybody's been watching Facebook stock uh, recently, there, the advertising rates on Facebook were down 30% over the last three months. So there are opportunities, especially for local businesses who to do hyper-targeted advertising on Facebook now and at very attractive rates. And that would be Facebook and Instagram. I'm so glad that you uh, mentioned Facebook rooms because that popped up relatively recently and my ignorance is showing. I have no idea what this is all about. How, how does this work and how can a business use it for marketing purposes? Well, so Facebook rooms is similar to Zoom. It's really an opportunity for different people to get together socially. So the way that the social media platforms work is they will come out with features that individuals want to use to share uh, and, and, and to coordinate with each other and to collaborate with each other and connect with each other. And then they'll find a way to have brands be able to participate. Now, the same way that Chipotle did that particular event, a local restaurant could do some kind of a happy hour online and they could use that vehicle as well. There are, it is a limitation of 50 people to go into that particular space, unlike some of the other 
online platforms where the, the sky's the limit in terms of the number of people that can be collaborating together or connecting in that particular space. I know when people mention social media, it's Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. What about the other sites out there like Reddit or Pinterest or Tumblr? How effective are they for business marketing? I think the one that's on everybody's radar today is TikTok. And, and that's the case for many reasons. Now, of course, businesses shouldn't just jump on TikTok and set up a, what, what we call a TikTok account. Uh, what they should do is explore the type of content that is getting a tremendous amount of attraction and attention. And the reason for that is that that will influence the type of content that is going to appear and to be more interesting on the other platforms. Uh, and there are also opportunities for usually larger companies at this point, because that's the, the, where we are in the maturation phase. Uh, so a company, a big retail brand like Guest Jeans or Calvin Klein, et cetera, has, has been very successful, Coca-Cola, at coming up with challenges and memes and things of that sort, where their product is part of the dance and the singing that goes on. But it's, it's more of a product placement concept with hashtagging than it is a, a, an advertising Advertising, by the way, did roll out about eight months ago on TikTok in the United States. And so there will be some opportunities for consumer brands to be able to get involved in that space. The other platforms are gaining in interest depending upon where your audience is and what type of a product you are. Pinterest is the one that I would recommend people take a look at if they're in the visual businesses, hospitality, which we know has, has struggled tremendously over these last couple of months, food and fashion, because they too are rolling out a shopping feature. That has been a platform that's been tremendous at generating conversion for retailers uh, and for online merchants and e-commerce merchants. And they have come up with a feature that's going to be a little similar to the one that Facebook just rolled out a few days ago. What do you see as the uh, untapped territory for marketing that a lot of companies have yet to stake a claim into? The kind of content that I see that resonates with people, and this is again in that we'll say more the consumer marketing space on social media is what's called episodic content. That's when somebody on a frequent basis, whether it's every Wednesday morning or once a week or biweekly, comes up with a, a mini live show. And that show is something that comes to be expected. So everybody kind of knows if it's Wednesday morning or Friday morning or Tuesday afternoon to expect a particular kind of a quick live stream of some important and valuable information. So real estate agents, for example, have tapped into this. I work with a lot of real estate agents. And, so, um, and, I, and I try to promote this extensively to all of my clients because it is the kind of content that the algorithms on the social media platforms are actually rewarding, which means they'll show it to more people. And if you, um, I don't know, Phil, how much time you spend on social media, I won't tell anybody. But if you notice that there are these little circles at the top of Instagram or uh, rectangles at the top of Facebook when you log in, and those are called stories, and those are disappearing, that's disappearing content. So after 24 hours, whatever is there will disappear, unless it's saved on your phone and you re-upload it someplace else. But those story, that story format could be perfect for illustrating 
this type of episodic content, uh, almost like a series, because we're all conditioned to watch uh, television and entertainment in a series format. Robin, our, our time together has come to a close, but for listeners who want to carry on the conversation, how can they get in touch with you? Thank you. You can reach me at R for Robin and Colner, C-O-L-N-E-R, at the name of my company. So it's R Colner at Digistarmedia, D-I-G-I-S-T-A-R-M-E-D-I-A.com. And that's because I create stellar digital campaigns to make everybody a digital star. Robin Colner, thank you so much for being a guest on today's episode. Thank you. You've been up to everybody. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to Westfair Business Buzz. I am Phil Hall. We'll see you again next week. You have yourself a good one. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.